Welcome to episode one of the Run Your Mouth podcast. I'm your host, David Melly, a Boston-based runner who represents the Heartbreakers, and this is a podcast recorded out of the Tracksmith Trackhouse. The goal of Run Your Mouth is to bring in interesting characters in the running community and to hear their stories, pick their brains, and shoot the breeze as if we're out on a long run together. We'll do our best to bring in a mix of guests from professionals to blue-collar runners and everything in between. Each episode will have a main topic of discussion, but we'll also play games, get deep, and generally just have fun. This week, my co-host is Rosa Moriello. Rosa is a coach at Boston University and an accomplished runner in her own right. She just got back from representing Team USA at the Edinburgh Cross Country Festival in Scotland. Our guests this week are Scott Smith and Kellen Taylor from Northern Arizona Elite. Scott and Kellen were in town competing at the Terrier Invitational at BU and stopped into the track house to talk with us about miles, marathons, and everything in between. Scott is a 212 marathoner who's represented Team USA at the World Half Marathon Championships and got 14th in both the marathon and the 10K at the 2016 Olympic Trials. Kellen is a 228 marathoner who placed 6th at the Olympic Marathon Trials and 4th at the 10K Trials in 2016. They're both coming off short inter-campaigns and are building up for their next marathon. Uh, We had a lot of fun. And we learn a lot about them and their team in this episode. Uh, Scott and Kellen will both be back in Boston for the Boston Marathon in April, and we'll be here cheering them on. I hope you enjoyed the first episode, and thanks so much for listening. I've been Dave Milley, and this is Run Your Mouth. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, long run talk for long-talking runners. I'm your host, Dave Melly, and I'm here with my co-host, Rosa Moriello. How are you doing this morning, Rosa? Excited to be here. Excited to be here. Rosa's a little horse, <laughs> is doing her best for the team. Uh, Rosa, you had a busy weekend because you are uh, an assistant coach at Boston University where we had some running this That's weekend. Right. Yes. How did that go for you guys? Uh, really well. We had a lot of people come out to this year's meet. Um, as you probably already know. We had an elite section of the men's 3K, which we hosted on Friday night rather than on Saturday. A lot of those men came back for the mile, so we saw a blazing fast 7.42 3K, but we had 16 guys who were entered under eight minutes, which is pretty impressive. And then on the mile side, we had seven men run sub four, which two of them were the 499th and 500th American men to break four. I will say I was a little disappointed. I wanted it to be some college kid, like some upstart freshman, but uh, Shadrach and uh, Bohr are, are fast guys, and just because they don't run miles doesn't mean they can't run them fast. So Definitely. they got it. 500th Americans. That's exciting. Yes. Um, but it was, it was a busy weekend. There was a lot of fast running. We had um, some, like, the Dempsey Invitational, the Armory people were running. I think the one that stood out to me, Shalane Flanagan, Super, super fast. 8.43 in the 3K in the middle of her marathon buildup. That is moving. She had a, two undergrads pacing her and, like, of course, is, like, thanking them. I, like... It's probably their dream come true. Yeah, it's 8.43 pace. That's, uh, that's a fast workout for any <laughs> undergrad runners. But um, speaking of marathoners coming down to the shorter track races, we're joined this week by two elite runners from Northern Arizona Elite. Uh, we have Kellen Taylor and Scott Smith with us today. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good. Great. I'm a little tired, but happy to be here. Happy to have you. How was this weekend for you guys? Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of learning experience, both the Boston course and then learning how to run a mile again a little bit. So <laughs> um, I, as a 
fun week. We've been here for since Wednesday evening, so it's been we've been here a while. Kind of got the feel for it. Great. Yeah, Have you guys been, been to trip. Boston before? We've both been here yeah. during Marathon Weekend, done the 5K. Okay. So we've yeah. seen a little bit of it yeah. and kind of been in on the action, but now we get to actually be, like, here and run the big race. So yeah. we're awesome. excited. Our unbiased opinion is that it's the best running city in the world. <laughs> totally so, It'd be tough to argue with that. <laughs> we live in Brighton, which we joke is the fastest zip code on the East Coast. It's the new flag stuff. Yeah. I heard that last night, actually. A guy said that to me after my race. It's <laughs> crazy. It's catching on. Yeah. We got the new balance, I ladies. I not talking about. But we <laughs> have BAA. It's, oh, sure. it's a fast crew, and it's, uh, it's a good place to be a runner, except for in the winter. But we got some nice fake spring weather today. Yeah, so it was beautiful. Great weather. People, last, last two days. Yeah, we got real lucky today. Crushing long runs out there, getting ready for Boston. Uh, you are both running Boston Marathon this year. Yep. Yeah. You excited? Yeah, I'm super excited. It will be my first Boston, my first World Marathon major. So really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Very excited. How can you not be excited during Boston? So. Yeah. It's true. It's the best. I grew up on basically on the Boston Marathon course in mile 16. And oh, where it starts to get fun, huh? Oh, yeah. So once you get down the hill and you're feeling great and you're picking it up, that's where I was. And then a couple miles later, now I'm at mile 22, and that's when people are not looking so hot. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we're looking really good at mile 22. Yeah, you guys are dropping people, Hopefully. of course. Yeah, we'll did you run on the Newton Hills today? We yeah, did, yeah, every day. Wonderful. We're going to start to 22 today, so got to see most of it. Sure. Well, uh, why don't we uh, talk about those races, though? Kellen, you... You ran real fast. <laughs> Not quite as fast as I wanted, but yeah, I mean, it was all right. <laughs> 433, how did that play out for you? Um, you know, it didn't play out how I wanted it to. Um, you know, we kind of want, I wanted to be on 33s, like on the dot, or 33.4, I think it is, or something, um, for each 200, and we were kind of hitting, we were right on for like the first 600 when it was being paced, and then kind of fell off when the pacer was gone, and we're hitting 34s. And it felt so easy, but I just didn't know, like, tactically when to go. So I just kind of hung out and then tried to take it with a quarter to go and just didn't have an extra pop in my legs. So it, it was fine. It was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. You look strong, that's for sure. Yeah, thanks. And, and Scott, how about you? You, you made a bid for, uh, bid for the win there with about 400 to go, right? Yeah, I mean, it was more so just a desperation attempt to try and get under four because I knew... Like, I don't have the wheels for the last 200 to, if we needed a 26 or 27 to break four, it wasn't definitely going to, I definitely wasn't going to be able to pull that off, and Ben was yelling, you got to go, like, way earlier than I was going, so I, I mean, I obviously, the last 400 when you go, you try to hold on for the win when I got to the front, but it was more of a move to try and give myself some outside shot at sub four, and I kind of fell apart the last 200 and didn't didn't get really all that close to it actually but it was super fun i have very little indoor racing experience so that was that was a fun thing for me to do have either of you run at the view track before i have not no yeah i haven't either that was actually only a great track my yeah. second time on a bank track before so oh was, wow yeah okay. well, oh wow kind of good good experience good yeah. environment feels oh, very fast it's yeah a, oh yeah it's an awesome track. facility bouncy yeah yes. it's a lot more fun to do strides on it than <laughs> <laughs> that's always always fun you like do all your workouts over at the Harvard track or, or out in the roads, and then you get to be you on the Friday before the meet, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's nice and bouncy. My legs feel great yeah. right now. Yeah. So it's nice. Well, so you're not the only NAZ folks out there on the track this weekend. Where oh, yeah. is, uh, Other parts. This is um, quite the uh, campaign that you guys are putting together. I know folks really think of NAZ as like a 
marathon group um, because you've had so much success at that distance. But you want to walk us through uh, where uh, this indoor season's coming from? Yeah, it started yes two days ago and ended yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Good season. Yeah, real comprehensive. But yeah, I think all of us were just kind of in between big races and wanted something to fill it with, and it worked out that um, Kel and myself and Aaron Braun and Craig Lutz got to um, talk them into letting us do a mile, which is something we rarely get to do, and then um, Scott Fobble and Matt Yano got to do a 5K, which um, they have pretty old PRs in that, so they were both looking for PRs in that, and the, they both got them, so um, they walked away with the PRs, and I think everyone else is a little disappointed with their performances, but um, yeah, they ran real strong in the 5K. Great, yeah, it, it was, uh, we'll say for the record, <laughs> Fobble ran 1350, and, and Matt Yano yeah, I'll, ran... I'll say for the record, uh, Fobble ran slower than my PR. <laughs> there you go, that is on the record. Uh, it's it's crazy watching you guys. I know um, in the middle of those marathon buildups, I have never run a marathon, but I live with three marathoners, which nothing makes you want to run a marathon less than watching someone else train for it. That's <laughs> so yeah. true. But uh, it's it's really impressive that you guys have been able to run as fast as you have and, and really show off that range. Um, Rose's coach, uh, Tim, is a renowned miler to marathoner himself, yes. so... It's uh, it's nice to see folks, you know, spinning the wheels a little. I think it's fun to break it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of shed the marathoner label for a little bit, at least. For sure. one day. Yeah. One day. One day. About four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so are you you done until Boston, or you got anything else coming up? We have a couple of races coming up here in the next two weeks. So we have a 10k out in California, and then we have a half marathon in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, wonderful. And then we'll kind of That's hunker down and get ready for for Boston. It's exciting. Great. All right. We got the business out of the way. Okay. Now we're ready for the fun stuff. So uh, we're going to just talk through. Uh, I've Googled you guys once or twice and stalked you on Instagram. So <laughs> we these know a uh, about you. very, you know, heavily researched questions um, are coming from a place of uh, knowledge and wisdom. Okay. <laughs> not really uh, looking at my Instagram. <laughs> much wisdom. My biggest question for Callan is... How hard is it to raise chickens, and how little space do you need? <laughs> chickens? <laughs> um, well, you know, we haven't had great success with them. The first year that we got them, we had 22, and we ended the year with, I think, one. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm maybe not the best person to ask, but um, we have six now. We started the year with seven, so we're doing pretty good this year. Um, the year just started. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's from last year. Sorry. Okay. Or the spring, whatever. Okay. Um, so we're doing okay. Um, but, I mean, we have, like, a barn, a little barn for them, shed, I guess, and we have five acres, so I'm also probably not the perfect person to ask for how little space, but... So we can't just, put them in an apartment, is what you're saying. I mean, you certainly could, but it would not be a pretty sight. They're not very clean animals, so... No, we are we are a big eggs household in my apartment, and we were thinking, one of our roommates is, his family grows chickens, and he was like, you have to ask Helen about the chickens. <laughs> I mean, you could, but I don't. I don't know if I'd recommend it. <laughs> Who does the bulk of the work? Me. In the, you do the. Oh, I do. No yeah. help from the. I mean, rest of the family. They help. They help a little, but you know, I'm the one that usually cleans it and gets the eggs and water and all that fun stuff. So. Yes, I'm told you're very lazy. That's I, uh, what everyone says about you. You don't do that much. You have a lot of free time. <laughs> How is uh, firefighter training going? It's good. I mean, I'm actually done. I have all my certifications and everything, so now it's just kind of like getting 
a job, getting a job. Great. So. How does that factor in with marathon? Do you lift differently? Is it a different, like, are you building on what you're doing? or? I mean, it doesn't really, like, fit at all. <laughs> um, but I have some exercises that kind of mimic the uh, firefighting tests that we have in Flagstaff that I've kind of started to incorporate a little bit um, just to kind of prepare myself for when I do test. So. Sure. When's that big test coming up? I don't know. Whenever they hire. All right. <laughs> Good sense. to know. We'll keep an eye. We'll circle back. Um, the biggest question I had for you at the end of the day is, what is the me time? What is the what is Kellen not being a mom, not mm-hmm. being a runner, not being a firefighter? What is your like? This is my own thing, just for fun. Um. Well, I mean, usually it's in the evening, like later, when my daughter's in bed and like everything's settled down, dogs are fed, everything's done, because uh, I have five dogs too. Um, and just like sitting, lounging on the couch, watching a show or reading a book and having like a glass of wine. Um, that, and then I also try to do it again in the morning at like six and try and get like a half hour of just like relaxing, but my daughter usually wakes up 10 minutes after I do, so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work out very well. Half hour turns into ten yeah. minutes. <laughs> Do you have a favorite TV show? A go-to? Uh, Friends. It's kind of the one I always circle back That's to. That's always a good one. That's a classic. Can't go wrong. And you, so I imagine sleep is not. Uh, <laughs> it's not high on my priorities. <laughs> yeah, that how I can only imagine that that is the big challenge with uh, all of your schedule. Are you a napper? I'm not. No, I think pretty much everybody else on the team is, and I just. <laughs> It just isn't something that I do. Are you a coffee drinker? Oh, man, heavily. <laughs> That's the key. I That's survive key. on it. Scott, you're a commuter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a big commuter. Mm-hmm. So you want to walk us through how you're in Flagstaff now? Yeah, but well, I, you're I in Boston back, now. Yeah, I'm in Boston. Uh, Flagstaff tonight, and then I actually head back to L.A. tomorrow. So for oh, great. back in L.A. for a month, and then back to Flagstaff for seven weeks for the Boston buildup. But... Um, yeah, I ended up in L.A. My fiancé is a resident pediatrician at UCLA, so um, lived in Flagstaff from 2010 to 2013, and then she got into medical school at University of Oklahoma, so moved out there because at the time I wasn't um, on a team anymore in Flagstaff. The team I, Kellen and I actually were on kind of dissolved, so I, I didn't have a team or anything. So she came to Flagstaff to for me to pursue running, so becoming a doctor is much more lucrative sustainable career than a professional runner so I figured I should follow her out to Oklahoma and then so since I moved to Oklahoma I was splitting time between Oklahoma and Flagstaff which was a much more boring and long commute than from Los Angeles to Flagstaff so now it's a little quicker of a drive but enjoyed my time in Oklahoma made some great running friends and uh but I'm from California so I'm excited to be back and um yeah happy that Ben allows me to do what I do and that Nicole allows me to be there half the time as well, and maybe they can only stand me half the year anyway, so they're going to give each other a favor. Well, I'm going to call you out on one part of that, which is that you said the L.A. to Flagstaff drive is quicker. How quick is quicker? Uh, Like seven and a half hours is... Well, I mean, like, from Tulsa, it was 14 hours. Oh, boy. And you you drive... Some some states on this side of the country, seven hours. Do you drive it every time? Yeah. Yeah, well... One time I flew because my truck broke down, but then the, the race I was coming to train for that my truck broke down, I made enough money to buy a new car, so I have a, a pretty reliable Kia Soul that gets me back and forth. Fair so, enough. Yeah. How many miles on the Kia Soul? 
just got like 76,000, I think, and I got it a few years ago with like 30, so I'll get some miles on it. But How many miles on the truck when it broke down? Oh, I don't know, like 180 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Which time? Good question. <laughs> it's not reliable. Very nice. All right, well, so it is a well-known Twitter fact that you have uh, a little bit of a playful rivalry with your fellow teammate, Scott Fobble. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly a workout rivalry. Um, however, he has the edge in that he has a entire mafia of people at his beck and call, uh, the famous Burrito Mafia. Mm-hmm. So we figured we're going to have a little brainstorming session here. Okay. What's, if you're starting your food mafia, what is the gimmick food that uh, you're going to rally the troops around? Uh, I mean, I feel like I should set the record straight. We'll be here on the Burrito Mafia. Like, I'm a member of it, so I don't understand when he, like, mobilizes them against me. <laughs> I support the Burrito Movement Mafia, so I, I yeah, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he likes running his mouth, and so do I. Like, trash talk situation. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I love all sorts of food, so I don't know. It'd be, like, I don't want to have to run up against a burrito. Like, I love burritos. So, I mean, like, there you go. I love pizza, and pizza? I love hamburgers. Um, so maybe, like, I don't... Oh, well, actually, my Twitter handle is a, a play on Hot and Ready from The Little Caesars, which is, like, dollar to calorie, the best ratio you could possibly get. <laughs> so, uh, one of the guys run with in Flagstaff said that I should start a, the Brotherhood of Little Caesars. Little Caesars Mafia, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, got that sponsorship. We, we see all these creative running sponsorships, but I don't think Little Caesars is. Uh, yeah, we've you know, like sponsoring it a couple so times, and they'll like they it or retweet it. But yeah, it's like <laughs> if, they, know. if they sponsor me, they lose a lot of business. So it's not wise of them. To <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, don't eat us except after races. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the plug right there. Great. We're, our apartment is currently in the hunt for a beer sponsor. So oh. if you know anybody, we're uh, all about promoting the I wish uh, I did. <laughs> running lifestyle that yeah. uh, incorporates all kinds of different <laughs> uh, hydration methods. Yeah, <laughs> it's an important one. Well, thank you guys uh, for being so accessible. I will say uh, one of the things, not to get all sincere here, especially with uh, your coach staring me in the face over there, but... <laughs> Uh, I think one of the best things about your group is that um, you are very upfront with what you guys do with training, and um, there are groups out there that go into their little hiding, you know, whether they're at altitude or overseas or just not posting anything, and then they come out of hiding and race, and everyone's um, thrilled when they run fast or skeptical when they run fast, but uh, you guys have really, I think, um, you know, set the standard and um, kind of brought the community into your training and I think that's fun um it is that a conscious decision on your part is that um just you know your way of bragging a little bit tooting your own horns or <laughs> uh, I mean it's, it's definitely part of the mission statement is to share it um share our journey and Ben is a big advocate of that's how you grow not only the sport but our personal brands as far as being open and accessible as you were saying and I think it's I mean I was hesitant at first. I, I didn't have Instagram or Twitter when I joined the team and was strongly encouraged to do so. And now, I mean, I have a lot of fun with it. At first, I just thought it was kind of, I mean, now I, I look back as like, I was just wrong. I just used to think it was lame. But now I'm like, I have a lot of fun with these things. So I think, yeah, it's um, important that we all do it and, but not be kind of like 
phony about it. I think everyone's Instagram or Twitter is a little different, and it's not necessarily like a cookie-cutter post every single time. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone's kind of personality comes out through them, and hopefully people can feel like they can relate to us on some level through those different outlets. It's exciting for the fans, I guess, when they get to, like, read what you guys have done and kind of get a feel for your personality. It's then exciting for us to see when you do well, when you race. It kind of, like, almost makes you feel like, like, oh, yeah, like, I've been there with them throughout this process. Like, that's so cool they did well. Yeah, that, that, it's fun to hear that because, like, yeah, you don't always know if it's people are liking it or not. But, yeah. So it's, it's fun when people... A lot, of, a lot of sincere content. <laughs> I always, that's my favorite, uh, calling out just some of our friends who are very, uh, trigger happy on the oh. gram. There's, uh, so much sincere content out there. I try to, I'm always snarky and we'll post a short, uh, little, like, joke caption. And then when there's people out there that are just pouring their hearts out into their captions, I, I get a kick out of it every time. Um, although I will say my cute dogs and cute babies fix is, you know, supported through the gram as well. Oh, and yeah. so whenever you post photos of your daughter, Kellen, that's always, like, warms my heart a little bit, too. <laughs> I've got dogs and a daughter, so. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the best of both worlds. So throw that out there. I will say one of the um, cool things you guys did while we're plugging things is uh, 183.4. Did I get that number right? I think so. <laughs> the yeah. docu- documentary that uh, Sarah Cotton did about your group. Um, I think that... Uh, for people that either have never trained for a marathon or that have sort of casually trained and, and don't really understand what it looks like from an elite perspective, that was really uh, enlightening. Was that a fun process for you guys? Is that weird always having the cameras around? Or? I think they were kind of used to it by now because, I mean, our team does such a good job of documenting the stuff that we do that, you know, we kind of always seem to have a camera following us around in some sense. Um, so, I mean, I guess I didn't think that it was weird or different in any way. Um, maybe the interview process was a little bit more so, but, you know, it was fine. It was good to be able to, like, tell your story and explain what you were trying to do. So, it was fun. Sure. Well, speaking of interviews, we got some fun marathon mile-themed questions for okay. you. Um, so, if you had to pick a non-championship, so not an Olympic or World Championships marathon to win... Uh, which one would you pick, and why is it Boston? <laughs> <laughs> so it's non-championship? Yeah, marathon? so you're not getting a medal out of it, but just any marathon can be a major, it can be whatever. I well, since we're both, not to just pick Boston, to pick Boston, that's what we're both running next, so it, it would be awesome for it to be Boston. I think the history is would be a really cool one to win. I, I think there's probably not as, I mean, it's, a city that truly appreciates running so I think from that standpoint it'd be cool to win in Boston for me it would definitely be if it's not Boston it'd be um, a marathon in the United States for sure because it'd be cool to win as an American on on home soil so uh, but yeah I'll go with Boston for now there you go yeah I think I would do Boston too I mean I think that the excitement that people get from the Boston Marathon is just different from any other one um, I don't know I just think it would be the biggest deal you know, Shalane's winning New York was amazing, and it was huge. But, you know, take Shalane, have her win Boston, it's Crowds would go bigger. wild for that. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable, and I remember, sadly, I was, I was in school, so I wasn't here in the city, but when Meb won Boston in 2014, 
you know, talk about making elite running accessible to the public. That's something that everyone, you know, everyone in this city, that's what distance running meant to them that day. And that was, that was really special. I was incredibly emotional. So I was in school here. I went to Boston University. And having had the bombings the year before, to have an American win the next year, I think, like, you could just feel this, I don't know, a sense of, like, happiness and community finally all coming together again. Kind of like we had this year-long recovery process, and that was just the cherry on top. We all needed to just put it in the past. But yeah, it's I, so exciting watching Americans win these major marathons. I got to be at, at that race as well. I was watching with, like, a 1,000 to go when Meb came by, and I was like, it's still, I'll say, it's one of the coolest sporting moments that I've ever witnessed live. Absolutely. It was, it was really awesome. Yeah. So no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, second place will be a little disappointing. <laughs> well, great. I'm going the other direction in terms of uh, distance. There's been a lot of talk lately of these gimmick miles, these beer miles, these blue jean miles. So my question is, if you're going to come up with a fun, weird gimmick mile, what would you pick? Rosa, I know you had a good one. I had a pretty good one. The coffee mug mile. Or you can't spill the coffee throughout the whole mile. If it goes over, you're out. Can you I drink it during it? Well, so this is the thing. We're not sure. Like, could you drink it? Like, how big is the cup? There's going to have to be a standardization yeah. process. I don't know if anyone's ever done a chocolate milk mile. But um, th- because it's not like the cans of beer, but you're still doing 12 ounces... There's a lot of spec for, like, looking at the level oh. on the solo cups. Like, is that 12 ounces? I don't know. I always said the bubblegum mile. You have to have a blown bubble of bubblegum in your mouth the whole time. If you pop it, you have to stop and blow another one before you start again. <laughs> That's pretty good. Be impressive. Take a lot of eyes to a lot of judges out there. But, oh, yeah. No, there's yeah. it's like um, race walking, right? There's the yeah, line yeah. judges. <laughs> yeah. You guys got any ideas? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, could you like an egg walk? Egg walk mile, I like yeah. that. <laughs> or egg run. There you go. We you get your chickens to sponsor the event. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the Taylor family chickens. <laughs> if they stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> you could carry the chickens. That yeah. could be the real chicken mile. Do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. All right, well, uh, how about um, if we're talking crossovers? Um, we've got a hypothetical for you. Um, you, your fellow elite marathoners out there, who do you think would make the best miler of those elite marathoners? And I'll have Scott pick the man and Callan pick the woman, just to be fair here. Uh, I mean, it would be tough to say that it wouldn't be Galen, because he's ran 350. That's true. But he would obviously be good at it. Um, I'm trying to think of the other guys. I, it's kind of an older crowd now, so I think a lot of them have moved on from the the mile. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think from the guys who made the Olympics last time. I mean, Jared's incredible, but I just don't picture him as a guy with like a ton of wheels. So yeah, um, and then Meb's like 42 now. So. <laughs> I thought Meb could still drop something hot. Yeah, but he's yeah, never broken four though. Okay. Yeah, we should so have we, trained we, him up and had him be me, the five. Me and have that going for us. <laughs> if one of you guys would have broke it this weekend, then you could use that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I was thinking there. Oh yeah, Aaron's a really good miler. I'll, there you go. I'll plug our team. Yeah, that's that's our uh, you know marathon to miler right there. Yeah, NAZ keeping <laughs> it local. Mm-hmm. Callan, you got one for us. Um, you know I don't know the last time that Molly ran a mile, Molly Huddle, but I would assume that she could probably run something very fast. 
So I'm gonna go with her. She's such a competitor. I just I wouldn't bet a bet bet against her in any race. Right. <laughs> we have a. Uh, apartment rivalry. I live with three other runners, and we are currently 1-1 against Molly Huddle as an apartment. <laughs> she was, you guys are fast. You know, walk, <laughs> walking down one of my teammates at the BAA 5K last year, but he held her off, and then at Manchester this year, she took... Uh, Took Nick down in that, that race. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be you know, The I mean, tiebreaker, we'll see. She'll run you down. Right? It's not a bad person to lose to, though. Yeah. No. Right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. it's impressive stuff, that's for sure. She's she's so tough, and watching her race, you're always like, she's gonna she's gonna win, or she's gonna make you win it. You know? <laughs> there you go. Those are good. All right. Well, flipping the script a little bit, thinking about the professional milers out there. Who do we think is going to make a good marathoner one day? Rosie, um, you got one? Tough question. No, I've, I've got to think of the milers. Yeah, I've heard, I kind of am out of the miler loop. Um, I mean, those guys that ran 355 yesterday, I mean, I'm sure Shadrach would be a great marathoner yeah. if he ever steps up to it. So That's um, for sure. And they have some other guys in that group that have done marathons, so I could see him being real good at it. That's a good answer, especially even night. Too. But I guess he doesn't count as a miler, really. He's more yeah, like a true. 10K guy that went down to the mile. So, well, Justin, he's got that like compact little stride. Yeah. Like you can just totally see him. He's the NCAA cross champ. Yeah, the strength is definitely there. There you go, Rosa, Kellen. We got any women out there? I'm trying to think, who are the milers that I mean, are I like? I think like a college girl would be my. Yeah, I. I... Yeah. And especially now that like. Every, every, all these like mid-distance crews are popping up. I feel like they're stealing the longer distances, <laughs> though. You know, it's like the they go out here and then they, you know, we've got the Nick Willis's, Jenny Simpsons of the world. They're like doing the mile at thirty-five. And you're yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I guess that's a thing now. Yeah. You know. I mean, I bet Jenny could probably train and end up doing a yeah, she's pretty pretty, pretty solid marathon. Yeah. Lord. You know. She's another one, just unstoppable. Whatever yeah. she does. Does it all. All right, at the risk of exposing you, I always want to know, what are your bad habits as, as either a runner or a person? It can be uh, don't make the bed or love junk food. But, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. That's two right there. What are, what are the bad habits here? What are the, you know, the 2018 resolutions? Or maybe you just accepted them and you're not going to ever change. Yeah, I'm notoriously messy, so... That's just something that I, I mean, I'm 31. I don't anticipate myself having like a 180 at this point. In my life, so <laughs> I think it's just going to have to, that's, yeah. That's there you go. I can attest habit, to so. that. He lived in our basement for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we went down there, it was like an explosion. Um, I am notoriously late, so. <laughs> These are maybe some uh, time to shift to our game for today. Uh, we came up with a whole bunch of uh, NAZ Elite superlatives. When they make the yearbook on you guys, we're going <laughs> to okay. you know, give everyone a title, everyone gets a crown, but um, we came up with some fun uh, hypotheticals, and the, as everyone knows, so we're going to say most likely to or, or give you a superlative, and, and we'd love to hear what your responses are. Might get you in trouble when you head back to Flagstaff, but <laughs> you know, we can't take responsibility for that. <laughs> Uh, so who's most likely to oversleep for practice? Uh, probably Flitzum. That's That would have yeah. been mine, too. Flitzum, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the youngest, so... There you go. Late sleeper. Most likely to be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Matt. If I would they say have Matt, like he's, he's <laughs> an alternative fan. version. <laughs> you know, I think they are making that, right? 
Like, uh, also, he's the only one that's single. That's single, so. yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I know that. But still, he would still be the it best still be either that, way. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, we're doing it. I'll be a contestant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best apps. Kellen. Kellen. I would say Scott Fobble. All right. <laughs> Everyone, go to the Instagram. Sorry. We'll go to the <laughs> I don't care. He's gonna. It's gonna go to his head so fast. <laughs> Worst dancer. Uh, I'd say myself. Yeah, I'd say myself. It's, 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 it's a very good distance runners. We try our best. There's a lot of competition in that category. Some are really good though. Yeah, best dancer. Um, I'd say probably Matt. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Craig, I'm, Craig's a good dancer. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Eric was pretty good when he was on. Well, the team. Eric's yeah. just—he's yeah. not on the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Lutz wedding. We had all oh. those runners tearing it up on the dance floor. Tearing, yeah, I don't know if we we're tearing it up. Really. <laughs> <laughs> we're out there. Still in bed by eleven, yeah. but you know, <laughs> do what you can. Uh, who grabs the ox cord in the team van? If they're the hypothetical team van, who's the be- who's the DJ of the group? Craig. Uh, probably Craig. Yeah. I'd, no, maybe Scott too. I don't know. Somebody young that knows how to do it. I'd say, I'd say Craig. What's he bumping? What's what are his go tos? Uh, something new. Yeah. <laughs> what are you bumping? New and young. We're handing one of you guys the ox cord. What are you what are you uh, throwing on? On the way to a workout, let's say. Uh I've listened to a lot of the new Kendrick Lamar album a lot of times. It gets me pretty fired up. But in general I'm not like a huge rap fan, but it, um For Yeah, I'm pretty workout, versatile in terms of music. We I didn't think I liked country music, and then I moved to Oklahoma, and now I'm a country music fan. So <laughs> that kind of like checked the last box of music that I didn't think I liked. And I'm a very fake everything. country music fan. All those like garbage pop country songs, <laughs> like, body like a back road, like throw yeah. it on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Callum, what about you? Mine would probably be country. That's what I have on. There's surprisingly good country offerings in the Boston area radio station. Yeah, oh, we have like so a couple stations. Think, but there's there's yeah. more than one, yeah. which is wow. surprising. Uh, most likely to give our esteemed coach Ben some gray hair, a little stress. Who's a Matt. who's ahead? I appreciate it. That was my favorite part of the uh, documentary is that you're apparently a notorious uh, split overrunner, run a little yeah. fat hot in workouts. I'm in the same boat a lot of the time. Drives my coach crazy. He'll start lying to me. He'll tell me like five seconds slower. I'm surprised he's never done that, but... You don't know he doesn't. He does not, because I would catch on. You wouldn't be able to do it. Great. All right. Best Instagram game? Uh, like, who's the most followed is obviously Steph. Well, you know, sure. whatever, yeah. however like you want. Most followed. Everybody. most followed doesn't always mean best. There's some underrated folks out there, you know? <laughs> I really like mine, but not that many other people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I always say, it's good that you make yourself. Yeah. I, lo- I love my own Twitter. No one else does. But I find myself hilarious. So. <laughs> Kellen, who do you think? Um, I think Fobble puts out some pretty, like, Kellen, witty, Kellen. witty things. I'm sorry, Scott. I just, no, I don't care. It's not me. You just got to gonna be so excited when this comes out. <laughs> he has some witty posts, though, and I think they're funny. We won't tell him about it. He is pretty, he is pretty funny, though. I'll give it to him. Uh, well, I think we know the answer for least likely to hit splits. Who's most likely to be dead on in a workout? Bronny. Steph. Oh, or Steph, yeah. She's right on. This is a good, yeah. uh... 
odd couple you guys balance each other out. Yeah, for New York it was great because, you know, I'm trying to go too fast and she's trying to like hit it exactly, so I just kind of tuck in. <laughs> All right, last two. Worst cook? I don't know. I mean, I think everyone yeah, at this point know. is kind of Pretty good. domesticated. We're so. I mean, I think we... <laughs> I've never seen Putsum in the kitchen, so... I, I it might be him. <laughs> We're just going to say it's him. All <laughs> right. under the bus. And last one. He does one. work at the pizza place. That's, well, uh, yeah, that bumps him up a couple notches. <laughs> do that. Best cook? I would say Matt. Matt. Yeah. Pretty fancy yeah. in the kitchen. I, I've lived with him for the uh, for this uh, Flagstaff trip, and, and we went to St. Moritz for two weeks before we all ran Frankfurt, and... Scott and I would be in the kitchen making dinner with Matt. It's just like, hers isn't as good as Matt's. <laughs> What's the specialty? What's the, like, you're looking forward to it? That I make? Or that Matt makes? Oh, he doesn't offer it to us. <laughs> oh, oh it's, this yeah. is like, uh, no, it's like siloed yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> the truth comes yeah. out. No, no, yeah, no it's fine. I, I enjoy my food, again, similar to my Instagram. Not many other people <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Scott was eating hot and readies, and yeah, you know, Matt was having cool. a gourmet meal. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for uh, walking us through. A, I feel like I know the NAZ team uh, a little bit better now. Yeah. We got behind the social media. Um, we, I have shamelessly stolen this. I will say on the very first episode... All credit to Chris Chavez, the big three questions. I'm stealing this idea from him. But uh, we end every que- every episode with the big three. Um, so we'll walk you through. The first one is Instagram crush. And it doesn't have to be like a crush. It can be like, you know, a food account or a baking account. Um, I haven't thought this through. So, Rosa, let's start us off. Who's your Instagram crush right um, now? Any Instagram that has little pigs. <laughs> they are so cute. They get me every time. I like that. I don't know if I have an, like a specific account, but the, those like fast motion videos of people decorating cakes for some reason, like it, it's always in my Discover feed, and it's just like I'll be sitting on the train on the way to work, just like, oh, that looks so good. You got a good one? Oh, uh, we act. This is one of the few we talked about ahead of time. <laughs> good. Uh, so I re- realized I didn't really have one, so I went to go follow Brad Pitt. And he doesn't have an Instagram account, so... But that would be it. (laughs) (laughs) He's your preemptive Instagram crush. There you go, I like that. If Kellen says Scott Fobble, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Kellen? I'm not going to say Scott. Um, No, I mean, mine is, like, dogs. Firefighter stuff, you know. All right, second one. Go to karaoke song. You're out with the squad. Someone hands you the mic. You're, like, going to tear down the place. What are you going, Rosa? I don't know. It might have to be Beautiful Soul, Jesse McCartney. That's a good one. It's a good hit. I have performed that in this very room oh, at Karaoke Night at Tracksmith. <laughs> My go-to, however, usually is uh, little Carly Simon, You're So Vain. It's very, like, there's not a lot of high notes, so it's, like, an easy one to sing, but everyone knows the words. Scott? Um, my fiancé and I sometimes do this, like, kind of obscure, raunchy old country song, but not many places have it, so we don't end up doing it that often, which we get off the hook for, but Friends in Low Place is always good, because, like, I'm not a good singer, and then usually everyone joins in, so that's a good way to hide. That's true. Okay. That was what I was going to say. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I did karaoke, but that is a good one, because everybody joins in, and you're kind of, like, not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last one, death row meal. Today's the day you're going to the chair. What is your last meal on this earth going to be, Rosa? Tacos, always. <laughs> I like it. Tacos. Not burritos. No way. Tacos. Hard shell. Rose in the taco yeah. mafia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen? Um, I'd probably do pizza. Pizza, some wine, and then I'd have to have, like, 
I don't know, cheesecake or something really good for dessert. There you go. Scott? Uh, yeah, maybe pizza or, like, a really good hamburger. Oh, really good. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I say McDonald's French fries oh. is mine. Like, I'm just, as much as you can give me, just <laughs> until I go, I'm just chaining those McDonald's French fries. Well, thank you so much for, for coming in and sitting down with us. Um, I also want to say thank you to Tracksmith. We're here recording at the Tracked House, so we uh, appreciate use of their facilities. Thank you to my co-host, Rosa Moriello, who's rallying through her tea and, and lost voice to make this podcast happen. Thank you, Kellen. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, thank you, NAZ, for having us. Coach yeah, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, best of uh, luck in Boston. Thank oh, you. Thank best you. of luck. We will be out here cheering for you, and when you win... We will not have it on record that we knew all along yeah. <laughs> that was uh, going to happen. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Take thanks. care. Thank you.